Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. This is episode 35. We're so excited to continue to be able to bring you guys weekly episodes about all things Disney. This episode drops new episodes, or this podcast drops new episodes every Friday on all platforms, including YouTube, if you do want to see the video version. But before we jump into today's episode, I did want to mention that this episode and all episodes of the Mickey Blog Podcast are brought to you by Mickey Travels. Uh, speaking of Mickey Travels, co-hosting alongside me once again is the great Alyssa, who is the co-owner of Mickey Travels. Alyssa, how are you doing? How is your week going? What a nice introduction. <laughs> going really well. Uh, can't believe it's already almost the middle of July. I know. I'm not really sure really where that ha how that happened and how quickly. Um had a great fourth. Um mm -hmm. spent the fourth in um in the parks. So um yeah, everything's really good. Just move time is just marching on. It sure is. It's it's all moving fast. I remember like seeing like halfway to Halloween, that's crazy. And then all of a sudden it was like halfway to Christmas, that's crazy. And now all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, we're like a month away from the first Halloween party. Like what's going on here? So, <laughs> if that's uh, yeah. true that I was thinking about that the other day, it's, um, it's crazy. And the cool thing, if I can just uh, mention this real quick before we get into the episode is as of right now, only Halloween night is sold out for yeah. the not so scary Halloween party tickets. So that just means that everybody listening still time to grab yours. Absolutely. There's still time to grab your tickets. And if you're going to, of course, reach out to our friends over at Mickey Travels. They can help set you up completely and uh, and you'll have an amazing time. We're super excited for all the parties. Honestly, from um, in my opinion, from September through the end of the year is my absolute favorite time at Walt Disney World. Uh, there's just it's just constantly amazing. So definitely lots to be excited for and lots to look forward to. And um but today's episode, because as Alyssa said, we just passed the 4th of July and she was in uh, the Magic Kingdom and in the parks on the 4th of July. I was actually on board the Disney Magic on the 4th of July for my first real Disney cruise alongside my wife. It was her first Disney cruise. They had a whole 4th of July celebration out at sea, which was very cool. And essentially, as soon as I got off the ship, I was like, well, Alyssa, we have to do a cruise podcast because... You know, it's just fresh on the mind. But um, either way, uh, I'm super excited because we have Alyssa, who has been on several Disney cruises. I just got off my first real one as an adult. I did go on one as a kid as well. Uh, and we're just going to jump into an entire episode basically dedicated to Disney Cruise Line. So very exciting. Love so, it. So to start off, Alyssa... Just to tell our listeners and our viewers and everything like that, um, which cruises have you been, or which uh, ships have you been on, and uh, how many trips in total have you uh, taken aboard DCL? So I have been on five. Um, I was actually should have been. I should be saying six. Unfortunately, <laughs> had to cancel one that uh, was just a few weeks back. Um, it's all good because I rebooked it because that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> you rebook. I mean, it's just that simple. Yeah. Um, we, um, I've been on the dream twice and I've been on the wish three times. Um, and we have another wish cruise booked for January. Um, and I can't get enough of it. And, um, you know, I think each of the ships, um, offer something 
unique and different, but yet they're all so connected to each other. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think, um, you know, for me, I, I've been on two trips. I, I went on one when I was about 16 years old. I went on the dream with my family. Um, and then I just got off the magic, which is the original uh, Disney cruise ship. So, so I have different perspectives because this cruise I just went on with just myself and my wife, and it was her first Disney cruise. Another one I went on as a teenager, I was in the teenage clubs. I was you know, I, I was running around just wanting to play sports the whole time and video games. I didn't I didn't really get to fully appreciate it. So I it, Molly cool. would let you do that this time. No, uh, no, probably not. But it's OK. Uh, we, we had a blast. We certainly enjoyed the the adult section of the ship. And I'm so excited to talk about that kind of stuff, because for so many of our listeners who aren't really aware of Disney Cruise Line or aren't aware of what's on board and what's included, well, Alyssa and I are going to talk about all that. Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, why why Disney Cruise Line really over these other competitors? Because that's that's a whole conversation in itself. Um, but obviously, now that you've been on multiple cruise line ships, Alyssa, do you have, before we jump into it, probably later on, uh, do you have a favorite uh, between the two? And do you have uh, do you have like a favorite, a favorite memory or a favorite trip so far? Well, I mean, both the dream and the wish are absolutely beautiful. Um, and of course, you know, my instinct is to say the Disney wish because it's the newest. Um, mm. I will say the first time I walked onto the wish, um, we were actually, and I'm just going to say a huge thank you to Disney destinations for offering Mickey travels this opportunity. Uh, we actually were on the christening of the wow. Disney wish, which is, um, that was a big deal. Um, it was practically an empty ship. It was the high level agencies, um, the high level media we were on board with, you know, good morning America and, and things like that. Um, you know, Josh tomorrow was on, um, Tom, Thomas Maslow, who's the president of Disney cruise line was on. Um, there were celebrities that were on, um, it was, um, it was a really neat experience, but what I loved the most about that experience was they offered us an opportunity to take tours of every inch of that ship that might have been a little difficult on a regular sailing um, to be able to tour the funnel suite. It's incredible. I mean, you know, um, you're not going to really get on there if it's booked, which it is. Uh, we got to see the Royal suites. Um, incredible. Um, we got to see an inside, an ocean view, a veranda, a family veranda. So it gave us an opportunity to really explore every nook and cranny of that ship to be able to then bring that back and share that with all of our potential, you know, our clients and potential um, ship goers, if you will. Um, so I would say that probably was my, my highlight of my cruising, Disney cruising experience to be able to have been invited to the christening um, was, we will be forever grateful for that experience. And it was wonderful. Yeah, I mean, that that was incredible. I remember it well, uh, you know, and I remember all the amazing photos and videos that you guys got to send in for the blog and for the agency and everything in between. But, um, you know, obviously an exciting time. I remember you guys spotting John Stamos and, uh, you know, uh, just just it was so cool to see a new ship get sent out. And 
they're, they're really just getting started. They're, they've announced there's there's three upcoming ships, including the Treasure, which is coming to us uh, in 2024. Uh, and then uh, also in 2024, which we'll talk about later, is a new destination, Lighthouse Point, which is also exciting. That's coming in June of 2024. So definitely very exciting. But before we jump into too far ahead into the future, I do want to talk about some basic level Disney Cruise Line info so everybody can learn a little bit more or get reminded a little bit more. And then we'll jump a little bit into their history and then we'll talk more specifics, what's included, why Disney Cruise Line over other cruise lines and other things like that. So jumping right into it for basic level Disney Cruise Line knowledge, rather, uh, Disney Cruise Line is a cruise line operation basically obviously a part of the Walt Disney Company. But essentially how this was all started was back in 1996, Magical Cruise Company Limited was created and its first you know, ship or vessel as they call it was the Disney Magic. As I mentioned, I just went on my uh, real first Disney cruise on the Disney Magic this past week. But the Disney Cruise Line operates five ships in total, as of right now, from the recording of this episode, at least. Disney Magic, Disney Wonder, Disney Dream, Disney Fantasy, and Disney Wish. And three ships, as I mentioned, will join the fleet uh, in the coming years, with the next one announced to be named the Disney Treasure. Uh, Disney Cruise Line also has a private island, um, which is nicknamed Castaway Key, a private island designed as an exclusive port of call for Disney ships only which is very cool. We'll talk about Castaway Key in a little bit. Um, and as I mentioned, they do have Lighthouse Point coming to us, another exclusive port, an area coming, 700-acre property coming uh, in June of 2024. So um, that's very exciting. And beyond that, what was interesting when I was diving back into the history of all this, Alyssa, was like, so Disney Cruise Line originally – um, they basically licensed their characters out to another cruise line called Premier back in the 80s and the 90s and all that. Then they almost, almost partnered with Carnival or Royal Caribbean. They couldn't come to a deal. So Disney was just like, you know what? We're making our own cruise line. So then they just started going down that road. And now it's so interesting because I'm sure you've noticed, and especially coming from your uh, background in, in a travel agency and everything like that with booking trips – but Disney Cruise Line has now become a massive part of this company. So, and and of course, they're celebrating their 25th anniversary of the cruise line this year. So, so I guess I guess what I'm saying I wanted to ask you next was like, you know, when you first thought about Disney or were first coming to the parks on on your first trips, did you ever consider the idea of something like this? And when you first went on a Disney cruise, did you ever consider like, oh, I'm definitely going to be going on many more of these in the future? That's a great question. First of all, I love the history that you just shared because <laughs> um, that's important to know sort of how this, you know, sort of was born. Um, and I do have to say, by the way, I want to give a big congratulations to your wife, Molly, as she is now a Castaway Club member. Yes. Through Disney Cruise Line. So congrats to her. That's always exciting when you get that little notch in your belt to be able to say, I am Absolutely. now a Castaway Club member. So congrats to her. Um, I'm sure the one of many, she's going to work her way all the way up to Pearl. I'm sure you yep. guys will do that, um, you know, for sure. Um, so interestingly, you know, obviously never really um, knew that Disney, uh, you know, um, 
the Walt Disney Company was naturally thinking about, you know, sailing on the high seas. Um, I came from a family growing up where my parents loved sailing on cruise ships. So we would go two, three times a year on different cruise lines. So I probably, before I even went to college, I probably was on about 25 sailings of different ships. Um, that was just a big thing. And I'm going to be honest. Um, it was okay. Just, you know, <laughs> these were ships where there were casinos and people were smoking everywhere, you know, different yeah. time, different type of ship altogether. Um, and it was okay. There weren't areas. It was mostly an adult type of vacation that allowed children to go. So my brother and I just went along, you know, whatever. So I'm going to be really honest and say that when the Disney magic was created, I automatically just assumed, eh, you know, been yeah. there, done that, not really a cruise yeah. person anymore. I've been on like 30 cruises and I don't know. I just don't really need to go. And I wasn't jumping at the opportunity to go. I'm like, I'm good yeah. with the parks. That's where I'm happy. And, um, you know, being able to experience and I know that I mentioned I've been on the dream and the wish, but I have toured all five ships. Um, mm. So I haven't sailed on the fantasy, the wonder or the magic. I have toured all of them. Um, so I am familiar with their sizes and what they offer. Um, and I just remember thinking to myself, wait a second, this is different. Um, you know, it is what I love about it is people may have a misconception of it's either catered towards completely complete children because it's Disney or it's a cruise. So now children are taken out of the equation. It's just an adult's adult type of vacation. Mm -hmm. And the reality of it is, is they're, they're both right. Yeah. It is catered towards adults and children. Disney does it perfectly. They have areas where everybody can come together. They have areas for just adults and whether that be adult dining, adult pools, there's even an adult beach on Castaway Key. So there's separation. But then there's also children's activities, children's clubs, children's pools, children's areas at Castaway Key. And then you've got the combination where you have family beaches, family pools, family dining. Um, where do you get that beautiful, perfect combination other than Disney? Um, yeah. I will say I'm, I don't know if people disagree with me. I'm a fan that there's no casino. I don't think that fits into the model of a Disney ship. I've heard people say before, oh, but I really like to gamble. Go to Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gamble gamble at Atlantis in, you know, in the Bahamas. I have fun doing that. That's great. Um, I also love that there's, you know, areas like the great bars for the adults. But then there's also the kids clubs are bar none. Like mm -hmm. bar none. Um, so it's just perfection. I also want to say real quick, and I don't mean to dominate, like the parks where you have different price points of where you can stay. Disney Cruise Line also, also offers that where you can stay in an inside stateroom all the way up to a luxurious suite. Yeah. Um, there's concierge. So there's what your budget will be matched when you work with a Mickey travels agent to find that perfect match for your family, just like at the parks. No, absolutely. I, I think that's one of the cool, coolest parts about it is they do have that separation where you're going in to book a Disney cruise. Uh, you'll see the price points are completely different for each section. And I was fortunate enough to experience a, a Ocean View veranda. And I'm, I have learned after that cruise that I will definitely not be going back. I will figure out 
the budget necessary. Uh, I will save an extra few months and go on a later date. It doesn't matter. Um, I, in my opinion, I think the deluxe ocean view veranda rooms are breathtaking and we spent uh, just a vast majority of our time, honestly, just like sitting on the balcony, looking out into the ocean and during sunsets and sunrises, it's especially gorgeous, but I, I completely agree. It's with even more gorgeous saying. with a glass of champagne or a glass of wine. Exactly. And speaking of that, by the way, little pro tip uh, for everybody, um, Disney does allow you to bring on two bottles of wine or champagne uh, per guest. So my wife and I brought four bottles of bubbles because, you know, we figured we might as well. Um, and of course, you can bring them back off with you if you don't finish all of them. Uh, and that that was a lot of fun for us to bring out we had our glasses from the room. We go get a cup of ice and we'd go sit on the balcony uh, or the veranda rather. And we just watched the ocean. Uh, and there was flying fish multiple days when we were out there. So you could like see the flying fish bouncing on the water, drink a glass of champagne. Uh, you could spot on the maps. You could pull up your phone, see on the maps where you are in the ocean. And there was one point where we were like passing Havana, Cuba. So you're just seeing all the buildings and everything. It was very cool and memories I certainly won't forget. And I think that that's, just just my advice if you are saving for a disney cruise if you if you want to do it uh i understand when it comes to going to the disney parks maybe you're not going to value as much for example uh maybe certain people might not want to upgrade just because they'll feel okay i'm not going to spend as much time in the room however i can tell you confidently this is worth the upgrade to, to upgrade to a veranda view because that is something very special but to jump into some to some other topics here, um, I do want to finish up a few points with the history because I want to mention Castaway Key, which we'll talk about more about later. But the cruise line essentially cost almost as much as a theme park to officially start up when they did start up the cruise line. So this was a very big investment that Disney was jumping into. And in 1996, Magical Cruise Company purchased Gorda K. Uh, key, sorry, at the time, I always mess that up, K-Key, because of the spelling. Uh, and then that was the Lions Private Island. They then spent over $25 million over 18 months, and it was renamed Castaway Key. And let me tell you guys, uh, again, because it's fresh on the mind, um, Castaway Key was probably the highlight of my cruise, personally. And I'm sure, Alyssa, you can speak upon that as well, just like... From your experience with booking clients and how many clients have booked Disney cruises through Mickey Travels, like how how often do you hear people speak highly of Castaway Key specifically? Because it feels like that was overwhelmingly the people that I spoke to, like the highlight of the trip. <laughs> um, all the time. As a matter yeah. of fact, um, there have been certain cruises where you can get a double dip at Castaway. And I actually was on one of those. Um, I was on, uh, when I was on the dream, our first cruise was a double dip at Castaway. Wow. Um, and people were like, how is that? Like, that's incredible. Um, no, Castaway is huge. Um, as a matter of fact, like I said, people, um, I've heard a lot of people who will go on the four nighter, um, or even the three nighter on the wish. And they, some of them might not even get off the ship in the Bahamas or Nassau, excuse me, in Nassau. Um, they'll just stay on the ship, enjoy the amenities, but they can't wait to get off the castaway. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's amazing. Um, as a matter of fact, it's such a big deal that I have people um, that will only get a starboard side room 
so that because when you pull when the ship does back into castaway um the starboard side does look at the island um which is pretty cool um i'm one of those people i'm guilty i will always get a (laughs) midship starboard side room um and it's a big deal uh castaway is just very um it's very connected to the cruise line um what else is really cool is there are uh residents who live there on the island but if you i'm sure you probably noticed this jared but many of the cast will get off of the ship and work at castaway while the ship is there they'll work in the stores they'll work um you know in the bars They'll work on the island with towels and chairs. I don't know if you know that or not, but they do mm. uh, do a lot of that. Now, there are, again, there are people who live there year-round, um, but for the most part, um, it is a lot of that. So you get really comfortable. You're like, oh, my gosh, I just bought a sweatshirt from you in the store last yeah. night, and now you're here giving me, you know, a pina colada on the island. Um, yeah. There's just something very special, and there's so much to do. Um, there's, uh, two places to eat. I'm sure you probably saw cookies and cookies too. Um, Mm. there's, you know, everything's included in terms of the food. So I shouldn't say everything that doesn't mean the alcohol is included, but all the food you get, which is barbecue, um, soft serve ice cream is included. Soft drinks are included. Um, people have also been known to do the 5k on Castaway Key. So you Mm. can walk it, you can run it kind of thing. Um, there's there's shuttles that will take you over to Serenity Bay, uh, take you over to Pelican Point. Um, there's you know there's, it's very easy to navigate whether by foot, by bike, or by shuttle to get around the yeah. island. There's also a lot of activities to do there, which you can reserve ahead of time. Glass bottom boat. You can do stingrays, um, like a stingray type of um, excursion. You can rent bikes. You can rent those big, like anything on the water, whether it be those mm. big water bikes or whatever. And then of course I have to mention the amazing characters that come out on the island. So you get really cute pictures with the main Disney character. So it's it's a special, special island um, that you feel every bit of Disney while still relaxing and having a great day. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think I was blown away at how much I enjoyed it. Um, I think so. I I kept reading and kept hearing from people like best piece of advice, like get off the boat as soon as you can. So you can get the most out of the day, but also you can find the beach chairs and find the spot you want. And so we were off the ship, like within five minutes of them, like being like, (laughs) okay, you can get off now. So uh, we, we really got the most out of it. But it we really enjoyed Serenity Bay. Having that adult section was really awesome because it was just it was just the two of us. So, but what I loved about it, 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 and it goes back to what you were saying earlier about having like different sections and different things for different people to do is they have this full kids section. They have this whole play area in the water. You have a snorkeling section. You have the main beach. You have Pelican Point. Like there's all these different sections. So, and it's styled the same way on the cruise where you have kids clubs, you have the kids pool, you have the adult pool, the adult section. Like that's, that's really great because you have something for everybody and there's something for everybody to get to do, which is, is not something that you find very often, to be honest with you, because like you said, a lot of people who go on these more adult oriented uh, cruise lines, they just feel like, okay, well, uh, 
I don't gamble. I don't, I don't really, if you don't gamble or if you don't drink or if you don't do these things, like all of a sudden you're going to be like, ah, what, what is there for me to do? And all of a sudden, you know, that that's not something you're dealing with as much with the Disney cruise. So. I'm just going to say one quick thing, Jared, when uh, the last time we were on the wish, we pulled into Nassau and uh, there were, I believe in total, there were four or five ships that were docked. Um, I'm not going to mention the other cruise lines out of respect, mm. you know, just, I'm not yeah. doing that, but the wish was there <laughs> and we were mm. the only, um, Disney cruise line. And then there were two from another cruise line. And I think one from another cruise line. Um, and I cannot tell you the number of times I heard people, we did get off the ship for a little bit. People just, as we were pulling in people from the other cruise lines were just like, Oh, the Disney wish. Oh my gosh. You know, now granted it's a newer ship. So I think it's very exciting to people, but I will share just a really quick story. As we were leaving that day, we were back in our room and we were, we had it like you, we had a deluxe, um, ocean view family, uh, family stateroom with veranda. And I was on my veranda as we were pulling away. And of course, Disney's known for their horns. So Disney of course played their horns. Um, uh, you know, and, I remember being really close to one of the other ships and you could see people out on their verandas and on the top decks. And as soon as they played, you know, a dream is a wish your heart makes on the horn, like the kids were like on the other ships were like, what? Like they felt <laughs> like you could see their faces. Like, yeah. what are you doing over here? I want to be over there. You know, yeah. there's just something so special about the Disney ships, um, even around other cruise lines that are yeah. docked in. It's just, I just remember that kind of just being almost proud to be on that ship. Yeah, I, I totally, totally can relate to that because we we experienced something very similar, uh, passing other ships and seeing how many people would like run out to their balcony and just to see yeah. the ship and everything. And, and yeah. it, it is, it's objectively, the ships are all gorgeous. And one of the things that makes me excited for the future, just personally, is the idea of each ship being unique in many ways because that makes me want to go try all the other ships because that's how i am with the theme park it's like oh okay i haven't been to this theme park in a while now i want to go to that one because i've been to the other ones like i now am gonna i want to go experience the other ships that i haven't been able to go on and what's so cool about that is each ship as Alyssa was pointing out earlier does have unique offerings that the other ships don't for example the magic uh, was uh, really into Tangled. They had a they have a Tangled restaurant. They have a Tangled show that's completely unique to the ship. And whereas the Wonder has a Tiana restaurant with Tiana performances and stuff like these are really cool. And obviously, like the main statue fixture and all that, the atrium is different in each ship. And so that it just makes you want to go back. They know what they're doing, Alyssa. I'll tell you, they really do. Oh, yeah. They know what they're doing. They know, yeah, they kind of know what they're doing. I'll give them some credit <laughs> there for sure. Yeah. Well, before we jump into the second half of our episode, I do want to mention, as I always do, that this episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is sponsored by Mickey Travels. And Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at MickeyTravels.com. That's MickeyTravels.com, making magic one vacation at a time. And of course, as always, it is especially relevant for us to bring that up just strictly because for this episode, we're talking all things Disney Cruise Line. 
And when it comes to Mickey Travels, they can book your Disney cruise for you. So reach out to them if you need absolutely any help whatsoever. They will book your entire trip for you, but they'll plan it all for you. And and you'll have expert advice along the way. So with with lots of exciting things coming with Disney Cruise Line, new ships, new destinations, uh, lots of amazing itineraries all over the globe, you're definitely going to want to reach out to them uh, for help planning your next trip. But so I guess my next thing that I wanted to go over, Alyssa, was I wanted to speak a little bit about um, our own experiences and what we learned from our own experiences, things that that you like remember really fondly things that you suggest, as I mentioned, like I was really into the veranda. Like another thing that I really loved about the Disney cruise line is like characters and their app, the Disney cruise line app, I think is an amazing app. And, and, and I was like astounded at how much easier it was for me to use than the own Walt Disney world app in some ways. But one of the things I really love about characters, but, specifically is every day you can wake up, open your Disney cruise line app, and then you can heart different things that you want to do throughout your day. And it'll tell you every little thing that you can do right there on your app, on your phone. You can see every character, what times the characters are meeting, where they're meeting. But beyond that, probably one of our most fond memories from our trip was we came down one of the staircases right into the lobby one night it was 8 p.m we had already had dinner we were just wandering around and molly just like and she was wearing her like light blue dress and everything and she just bumped into Belle, and she was wearing her uh outfit from you know the films where she's walking around with books like she wears in epcot and she was like hi how are you and molly was like what and she stopped took photos took videos all these things she didn't have a character handler. She was just wandering like that. That to me was so cool. Like I, I really thought that was so cool. That is really cool. Um, and I saw that video by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. Um, Molly looks so cute. Um, yeah. I mean, I, again, you know, what I think that that also speaks to is there is Disney around, you know, yeah. um, but it's not in your face, Disney. Um, and I, and I mean that in the sense of, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I don't need the constant, like, you know, the parks, mm. we love the parks, right? Of course we do. Um, a lot of stimulation in the parks, sights, sounds, smells, hearing, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and this is the perfect balance of, you know, Disney touches and reminding you that this is Disney Cruise Line without with still allowing you to have a relaxing vacation, um, which is wonderful. So one of the things I you mentioned about, you know, the characters, one of my takeaways that I absolutely love about the Disney Cruise Line, I think you'll agree with me, Jared, because it's probably fresh on your mind. And that is um, the, uh, certainly the casting crew, but specifically your wait staff in the dining mm -hmm. rooms. Um, what I love so much is they do follow you around from restaurant to restaurant. Um, and it I believe the first night before you sit down, they know your name. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, hi, Jared. Hi, Molly. Um, you know, if you, if they know that you like a good, you know, um, you know, you like a Diet Coke, that's kind of the thing you want, or you love, um, I'm just trying to think shrimp cocktail. Mm -hmm. You know, once they know that that's what you like, you're good for the rest of the, of the cruise. 
They yeah. know what to do. So I'll just give you a quick example is uh, last time we were on The Wish. Um, I'm kind of a picky eater, so I'll admit that on camera. Um, and if I'm not sure what I want, um, a lot of times I my go-to is always like salmon. I just can always eat salmon. And they their salmon's great because it's like salmon with vegetables and rice. It's real simple. But if I don't know what I want, I can always, you know. And um, there was a couple nights I, I had that. And I remember asking one night for extra rice. This, this, the other night that I got the salmon, he brought me extra rice. I didn't have to ask for it because he just knew that I wanted it. Mm -hmm. He's like, I know you want extra rice. You walk in, they're like, hi, Jared. Hi, Molly. You know, hi, Alyssa. It's just you are family to them. And it takes them no time to warm up to you. They follow you around. As a matter of fact, what's really cool is um, I have a really fun story. Um, the first night of the wish that we went on, um, we and this is our last time we were there. Um, we had you know, a new waiter and 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 uh, help you know start help I guess help. Um, I don't know what you call them. I guess like the uh, the waiter helper. And yeah. um, it was our first night, and they just gotten to know us, and we had dinner, and it was lovely. And the next morning we went to Marsley Market, which is their like cabanas where, mm. you know, you just have breakfast, whatever. And of course they move around. So this waiter was dressed completely different at Marsley Market. And we're going to the buffet. And next thing you know, Greg hears someone say, hey, Greg, hey, Greg, how are you? Turns out it's our waiter from the night before. <laughs> yeah. And he just saw him from the back. And it was like, yeah. he, he said, what can I get for you? Sit down. I'll get your coffee. No, no, no. Don't you worry about it. I'll get you everything. You go sit down mm. and you're just, you're treated like, you know, royalty. So I have yeah. to say my takeaway is the way that you expect Disney to treat you is exactly how they do it. Because I've been on other cruise lines where you do not get that service. No, it, it is absolutely true. I mean, I, I was very fortunate. We had some great servers as well, but also like the manager of, of the, the restaurant who also would follow you to each, uh, you know, restaurant. Uh, he came up to us every single night and, and spoke to us, which was really cool. And, you know, I, I'll be honest, like we were a party of two. So with rotational dining, sometimes they'll put the smaller parties at the same table uh, and I remember being super like nervous about that being like, Oh, okay. Like, is this going to be off putting? We actually made three, there was three other couples. So there was a table of eight that they put us all together, uh, on like the first night. And we made friends with all of them. We were by the end of the trip, we were going to the same bars every night. We went to see the Disney dream there, their like signature cruise line show all together in the same row. Like it, it's there was a sense of like people wanted to get to know each other and wanted to make friends and we're Molly and I are now connected with these people on on social media and 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 gonna like get together with them in Florida in the future like it, it was that was really cool it was unexpected and the service really is incredible we had they even just going to the coffee shop every day like they they knew like what we ordered for coffee the day before so they were immediately like hey you want you want the espresso again like it, it was just it was something that it's hard to explain. And, and frankly, outside of my time in Olani, you know, I, and I, and I absolutely love the parks more than, more than most. That's for sure. Uh, I feel 
it's almost a step up in service in many ways than than even visiting the parks or or whether it's Disney World or Disneyland. Like it's almost a step up in a way, which is really says a lot because I love cast members and I think cast members in Disney World are amazing. So the fact that Disney really brings their A game to that point is is something that's like very very noticeable, you know. So one of the things I'd like to mention about that is. Um, as you know, part of the agency, obviously, um, something that we hear sometimes, you know, is when you're comparing prices from one cruise line to another. Um, and sometimes, you know, people might say, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, the cruise lines are packed. I'm struggling to find rooms and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like we'll get it. We'll get you there. Um, but they're <laughs> packed. People yeah. are just super excited to sail. Um, so, you know, it's, it's exciting, but sometimes, you know, every once in a while you get someone who says, well, you know, I found something cheaper over on that cruise line and I, I'm not questioning it. Sure. Yeah. You might've, mm -hmm. and you're going to get cheaper quality. And yeah. I don't, and if you notice, I'm not mentioning other cruise line names. I'm not going to do that. Um, you, you get what you pay for and well, Disney Cruise Line, you know, one thing I learned early on as a, a travel agent is, and this is true about Disney destinations in general, and I think that you guys, you'll agree, and hopefully the listeners will, um, Disney in general is not an, um, an inexpensive vacation, right? You're not going there, you know, and just, oh, gosh, that was cheap, you know, right? We know that. Um, but the one thing that I learned early on is Disney will not apologize for their pricing, simply mm. because they know the quality is so high with what they're mm. providing that they know that you're going to realize that afterwards and say, I pay that all over again. Um, oh, and that's yeah. something I learned. And so you can find possibly lesser expensive cruise lines or, um, you know, um, a lot of different things, even tour companies with the, you know, which adventures by Disney does. Sure. There's, there's less expensive. And you're going to get less expensive. Like, yeah. you're not just going to pay for it. You're going to get less expensive quality. So one thing I will say about Disney Cruise Line specifically, because that's what we're, we're show, you know, highlighting today and showcasing, is that you will get every dollar's worth that you paid plus some with the quality of service, of um, attention, of quality of food, quality of entertainment is Broadway-style entertainment. 100%. This is not like a rinky dink show where you're like, oh, okay. So every bit of it is worth every penny that you pay for. Um, and I would dare anybody to come back and say that wasn't worth what they paid for. No, I mean, I, I genuinely couldn't agree more. In fact, uh, you know, little shout out to Luis and Jean. Uh, that's one of the couples we met on the cruise. And one of the things they actually said to us on our final day was, I was just telling my, I was texting my mom. Luis, they live in South Florida. And he was like, I was just texting my mom and I was telling her like, I'm never, I'm never going to another cruise line. Like, I'm just not doing it, you know, like, and, and that's, that was overwhelmingly the response for many people because it really is just like a whole next level. I felt so, I felt so safe. So, so attended to, so, you know, it was just next level service and it's the same experience I really got out of Olani. So it just goes to show you that like these other Disney destinations, these destinations beyond the parks are like 
you can expect the same level of like that the, you're we're here for you kind of thing like and and that's something you can't always say i mean for for other and the companies price point, things. you know again you can do your comparisons there's nothing wrong with comparison shopping if you will um but when it comes to the level of customer service the level of the high quality the staterooms are larger on disney cruise ships than most um you know, things like that. And the other thing I really have to mention, if I can give another shout out to Disney Cruise Line, if I may, um, <laughs> I love the fact that it does feel all inclusive as a, as a vacation. Um, one of the things um, I didn't know my first cruise until I was on it was that I could get room service all day, every day for no charge. I could get <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. I could get Mickey Mouse ice cream bars. I could get coffee and pastries delivered to my door at a certain time. And it was all included. Um, yeah. Now, you know, the food, it, it's nonstop food. You know, um, I remember uh, specifically, it's really funny just to kind of tell you when we were on the wish christening, um, obviously a lot of it was about pictures and, um, and and things like that, right? So I remember when our first night we were at Arendelle, which is a frozen themed restaurant. And the, wait, the, the waiter came over and said, what dessert do you want? And I was, you know, my first thought was, I need to get something that's beautiful, but I don't know what they look like. Um, so I was like, oh, and he said, never mind. And he walked away and I thought, oh, oh my goodness. Like, I don't know what I did. And he came back with one of every dessert. Yeah. I mean, that's what, it, and he did that, by the way, the next night at the Marvel restaurant. And he did it the last night at, you know, the, the Walt themed restaurant, you know, the 1923 restaurant. It was like, he said, he goes, I know you need your pictures and I want you to try everything. So they came out with every dessert. And I also remember one night at 1923, um, there was a, an appetizer and I can't remember right now what it was, but it was so delicious. And I remember I ate it and I was like, I just, he came by to take the plate away. And I said, oh, that was just beyond. And 10 minutes later, I had another one. I didn't ask yeah. for it. I didn't ask for it. Yeah. He's like, I want you to have another one. You know, so it's like the the level is just, you know, and like I said, so I will pay for that. I will yeah. pay for that level. Um, but the best part about, you know, cruises or the parks or all the other, you know, destinations is that, you know, our agents will do their best to get you that best price yeah. while still keeping that quality very, very high. Yeah. And I, and I also will say, you know, um, just because we're talking about service and everything like that, I, we, uh, we had the, uh, really, we were very fortunate to experience Paulo and Paulo and Remy are the two signature dining experiences that you can, you know, experience on the Disney cruise line. And these are, these are dining experiences. You do pay an extra fee and that you, you do pay that extra pay up essentially to, to eat there. Now, let me say something. You might say, okay, well, there, you're, we're already paying all this money. Like, uh, how is this really that much worth it? First of all, you certainly don't have to eat there. I'm not telling you you have to. You still got rotational dining. Those are amazing restaurants. We had some amazing meals at those restaurants. But I will say, Palo was one of the best meals of my life. And I'm not just... Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not joking. Like, that... The service in that restaurant was some of the best it's service I ever got. It was incredible. I mean, 
I, I told them ahead of time, cause you can mark it on your reservation and let them know. I told them we were celebrating our first wedding anniversary, which was really the whole point of the trip. And we, so we walk in and we, we thought like it was one of those deals where you go in, you give them your name. And there was somebody by the front door saying, Oh, are you the, are you Jared and Molly? And I was like, yeah, okay, follow me. And they put us at like the center booth, the front of the ship. We had a server who was highly recommended and he said, Hey, I, you know, and his name was Vince by the way. And he took incredible care of us. Like, I mean, giving us extra food, different things to try, we had a whole plate that said happy anniversary that they decked out in chocolate. I mean, it, it was just next level. I mean, the whole time I just thought to myself, like, not only is this food some of the best food I've ever had, but some of the best service I've ever had, ever at a dining Paolo experience. Paolo is, I've been in Paolo twice, uh, once on the dream, once on the wish. And I will say it is, and the best part about it is it is extra, but it is minimally extra. It is not, if you think about what you are getting for what you pay, it is ridiculous. Um, it should be four or five times that meal anywhere else would be no joke, five, six times the cost of what you actually pay for it. Absolutely. But it is spectacular. It is a multi, um, uh, type of meal where you get everything from little appetizers to to soup salads, to main courses, there's, you know, side dishes, there's desserts that it's just absolutely spectacular. And the service is white glove, hands oh, down. Absolutely. And I, I know mean, you it, mentioned about Remy, which also obviously is a beautiful French restaurant on um, the other ships. Now on the wish it's called Enchante and it's, um, it's based off of um, Beating the Beast. Um, mm -hmm. And it is absolutely also a spectacular, um, beautiful, beautiful, you know, option to dine as well. Um, so you, again, have that, have those adult options. Um, and the best part is if somebody's thinking, well, I guess that works for you. You know, you didn't have kids with you. You know what? If you have kids, they want to have fun in the kids club. So yeah. you can send them to the kids clubs while they're, you know, while you're enjoying a beautiful adult, you know, dining opportunity yeah no yeah. absolutely and that and what's cool about the wish as you were saying is it has like two of those signature dining experiences you know which which is different comparatively i mean the thing is is uh you know i i can't speak enough i could have a whole episode on paulo to be honest uh like it was just a next level meal i mean it, the food was ridiculously good the the naki was the best naki we ever had in our life the everything from the dessert. I mean, it just was so amazing. And, but the service is really what's something I remember from it. It, it is like the server, his name was Vince again. And he, if you ever go on the magic request Vince as your server, because he, it was like every few minutes, he would just bring over something else. We didn't know we even needed. It was like, it was so, it was so cool. So yeah, it's just, and, and they just, like you said, to, you know, celebrations and things like that are, something that they're very big on. So for them to make a big deal out of your anniversary is, um, you know, very, very special. Absolutely. So one of the things I wanted to touch upon next, uh, before we, before we get towards wrapping up the, the episode is, is we've talked a little bit about this already, but the idea of going with your family versus going as like a couple or going like as adults without kids, 
because you have experienced sort of both sides of the coin there, but you've also, one of the things um, you obviously working with Mickey Travels, you've had your fair share of experiencing um, booking these sort of trips. So I guess my question for you and, and uh, wanting your thoughts on the matter is like, what are, what are some of the ways that you can convince both like a family they should go versus also this young couple, you should also go because I was just shell shocked and astounded at how much fun and how incredible it was for my wife and I. And we're, I mean, we're young adults. We went out drinking every night. We had, we went to the bars, we did the mixology course, we did all that sort of stuff, but it was, I kept talking to other adults who were there just as adults, no kids and being like, I'm surprised at how fun this is for a Disney cruise. Like everybody just associates Disney as like, okay, kids, family, you know? Well, that's, I think the point that we were talking about earlier. I think what makes a Disney cruise very unique is that they cater to every age group. I don't care. You know, they have the, the nursery, so you're talking, you know, little, little teeny tiny babies all the way up to, I have seen, you know, 80, 90 year olds, you know, cutting a rug on the dance mm-hmm. floor, um, you know, being part of um, w- one of the nights we were, um, we went to um, the match game or we went to um, like the dating game and things like that, or, you know, know, know your mate, you know. And it was hilarious. There was an older couple and they were trying to guess each other, you know, what each other were going to say. There's so many fun things to do. Um, But what I love about it is it goes back to there's the separation and then there's the commonality with the different age groups. So Mm -hmm. you can decide what you want out of it. I would say a Disney cruise is for anybody and everybody, families, um, singles, um, multi-generation. Uh, couples, yeah. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter because there's something for everybody and you decide what you want to do with that cruise. Like how much you want to be involved. Do you want to just lay on a lounge chair all day by the pool? Go for it. You know, do yeah. you want to go do, you know, um, bingo? Do you want to do, you know, trivia? Do you want to do karaoke? Um, right. you know, do you want to go to a bar after dinner? Are you tired? And maybe, you know, there's just so much to do, but you get to decide. So I really think it it's, there is not an age group that doesn't fit into the realm of what a Disney cruise is. Um, they make sure that, you know, even just the kids clubs, if you notice they're divided, it's not just one big kids club where it's like, all right, there's two-year-olds and there's 18-year-olds in here. They have it, you know, where it's certain ages, certain activities for certain age groups. Um, and I think that that's fantastic. So there's no, I've never heard in all the years I've been doing this, anyone ever came off and said, I'm not going to do that again. It's as a matter of fact, that's why they actually have placeholders when you leave a Disney cruise ship, because you can actually book your next one and get a discount before you even Mm -hmm. get off the ship. Yeah. I, I actually noticed that when you're, when you're on the ship and you're on the app, uh, we had we had an offering of ten percent off a future Disney cruise, and you could get your placeholder. And and, and I can't that, tell you how many people cool. do that. And then Mickey Travels gets an email saying your client just booked their you know a placeholder, and they have a certain amount of time to book their next sailing. 
So they don't have to decide right there. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be. They can just put it down, get the discount. And then their Mickey Travels agent can help them decide or can help them for when they're ready for the next one. Yeah, it really is amazing. And I think, you know, again, I hate to keep, uh, you know, harping on this, but, um, you know, one of my favorite qualities about Disney parks and theme parks in general, to be honest with you, it's one of the reasons why I fell in love with it at such a young age is the idea of having something for everybody in the family. You know, you go to Magic Kingdom and you can go on a thrill ride, but you can also go on Peter Pan and bring your child of any age. And one of the things I loved about Disney Cruise Line was that exact concept. Having having the ability to go to a very high class uh, bar that like my wife and I went to before our Palo meal and, and had like a glass of champagne. Like that was very cool. But there's also, you know, an entire bar and lounge with a piano player themed after the new Pixar film Soul, or you can go meet a character upstairs, or you can go to the adult pool, or you can go on the water slide. Like it's just, there's something for everybody. And again, what makes me so excited for the future is the idea of trying these other ships because the other ships have different offerings, different bars, different restaurants, different, different types of pools, different water slides. For example, the magic and the, um, and the wonder, they have uh, water slides that you're not like in a tube for where if you go on the dream or the wish, you can go on like a double decker tube and go with someone else down these water slides. So that's there's like literally completely different attractions on every single ship, which to me is just incredible. And it makes me super excited to try out these other ships. But speaking of these other ships, before we wrap up, obviously we mentioned earlier, but Disney Cruise Line's newest ship and like newest one to be upcoming is called the Disney Treasure. And that is scheduled and, and supposed to be coming to us next year, Alyssa, on top of that with Lighthouse Point. Um, what makes you excited, I guess, my my big final question before we wrap up today's episode. And before I do, uh, I do want to mention that Lighthouse Point, just a little bit of background information. As I mentioned earlier, this is going to be 700 acre property. It's on the private peninsula in the Bahamas, which serves as an exclusive part for Disney Cruise Line. It's located in the southeastern region of Bannerman Town and uh, Ulithra. Uh, did my best to pronounce that. But uh, little information for you. Let's let's get past the boring Jared talk. Uh, <laughs> either way, what makes you most excited for, for the new destination, the new cruise line, and also the fact that there's several more ships coming beyond that, Alyssa? I'm excited to see what Disney can come up with next. Yeah. Because I think that's what just continues to amaze me. Just when you think they've done everything that could possibly be in, in anyone's brain, they come up with new new things. And you just say, how did they come up with that? And I know that the Disney treasure is going to be unique and different. Um, I, I know that it'll still be the same exact quality. Um, there's no question about that. But I'm so excited to see what they've done with this. It's going to be, I will tell you from things, from the sketches I've seen, and what I've you know heard, it's going to have a different feel, very very different feel from the Disney Wish, um, mm -hmm. and that's good, you know, because you don't want to be like, oh, I'm back on the Disney Wish, but it says treasure. Uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to come up with because it will not be the same old, same old. Yeah. Disney Imagineers don't do anything like that. They are going to create new experiences, new 
you know, immersive experiences. Um, they're going to come up with new themed restaurants. They're going to come mm-hmm. up with new interactions, uh, new things that are probably beyond what I could ever imagine at the kids clubs. Um, I, I'm so excited just to see what, what new imaginations come out of the minds of these brilliant imagineers. As far as Lighthouse Point, um, um, Eleuthera looks like an absolutely gorgeous island, um, beautiful space. I'm very excited to experience what that is like. I agree with you. I think Castaway is so, so special. And I think this is just going to add to another element of the Disney Cruise Line where, um, you know, I, what I think is really unique about coming up with this new island is it gives people the just many options. You know, a lot of times people will say, well, I really want to do an Alaskan cruise, but oh, I'm going to miss Castaway. Oh, I really want to do this cruise, but I really want to hit, you know, Castaway. And now there's going to be an opportunity with different sailings, with, you know, different itineraries to be able to experience new and exciting um, offerings that Disney Cruise Line is going to bring. Um, so again, super excited about Lighthouse Point, super excited about the Disney treasure and what's to come in the future. Because Disney's never stopping. You know, no. as long as there's imagination in the world, Disney is going to keep going and uh, share it with all of us. Absolutely. And and there's so many more ports that they could they could launch and so many other itineraries and locations. And so I think really Disney Cruise Line is really just beginning. I mean, there's so many new ships and new destinations they're going to announce. And and again, it makes me excited just as a as a traveler because I can't wait to try out other ships and go to different destinations and and all over the globe. And an Alaskan cruise is something I've always wanted to do. So that's probably next on my to-do list. But you know, that there really is I mean, I I was fortunate enough on my cruise to go to Cozumel, did Western Caribbean and got to see like the Mayan ruins and do some historical stuff. So that was very cool, but there's so many Disney Cruise Line itineraries to choose from and so many different different length of stays and different destinations. You got Hawaiian cruises now, cruises that come from the West Coast, European cruises. I have a friend who's doing a 10-night uh, uh, cruise in a few weeks going from London all throughout Norway and Iceland on the Disney Dream. Very, very amazing. And, and so these are once-in-a-lifetime opportunities, and, and I hope... I really do hope our listeners and our viewers um, of this episode really maybe go home and and uh, tell your significant other or your mom or, uh, you know, tell anybody that, hey, I think we should consider a Disney cruise because um, they it, they are really, truly amazing. And if you do. And the, one tip, the, the tip I want to just remind everybody um, as on the travel side of it is these cruises do book up very, very quickly. Um, you know, there is, um, you know, there's, there's people are very, very loyal to Disney Cruise Line. That's why they have different levels of Castaway Club memberships. Um, you know, there are people that have done a hundred Disney cruises. Um, you know, that's no joke. I mean, people are extremely loyal to the Disney Cruise Line and these people are just, you know, they're just waiting until itineraries come out and they book them. So, you know, make sure that, you know, this is not something you wait on. This is not something, you know, you can do a last minute cruise, but you might not get the stateroom that you want. Um, you know, it might be kind of full, um, things like that. So, um, you know, if you want what you want, 
and I'm one of those people, um, I say, you know, don't wait. Um, you know, the good thing, like many other Disney destinations is you can put a deposit down and many of the deposits are non are, are, excuse me, refundable up until final payment. So you can put it down and then make sure it works for you and not feel that you're going to lose that money. Um, if you change your mind or modify something. So, you know, definitely, you know, reach out and, you know, don't wait because if you yeah. want to do it. It's, it, they go real quickly. And I know for us, you know, we like certain areas of the ship to stay in. We like certain staterooms. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is if, as you said, Jared, if you want to do adult dining or you want certain excursions, they're going to book up quickly. Mm. So you want to make sure you get, you know, and, but the best part about it is our Mickey travels agents can help with those. Yeah. Every so you have, you know, you have those people to help. All of it. I mean, everything from those dining experiences to excursions to, you know, every little extra thing, um, your Mickey travels agent can, can help you through that process. So okay. definitely reach out to them. And as Alyssa says, it goes quickly. So if you're considering a Disney cruise, um, and again, I hope, I hope you are after this episode, that was sort of the point. Uh, I just like got off my Disney cruise and I was like, I got to convince everybody from the podcast to go now because that was just so amazing and and i'll probably be thinking about it for for quite a while so uh and we can book all the way through 2024 so i know it sounds crazy right it's oh it's july of 23 but you know and there is nothing more fun than having any disney vacation in your calendar to look forward to because as i've always said you know the excitement the countdown the talking about it is half of the fun. So Absolutely. get it booked, have something to talk about, have your have your DCL countdown. Um, it's super, super fun. You're not too early to start thinking about a 2024 Disney cruise. Um, and uh, Mickey Travels can definitely help you with all of that. Absolutely. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you're considering a Disney cruise now. Uh, If you want to see more of our episodes, of course, please do subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Amazon or even on YouTube. If you want to watch all of our episodes, uh, feel free to go check them out. All of our episodes are on video format over on our YouTube channel. So feel free to go back and watch any of our past episodes. we got lots of very fun interviews with very amazing guests, uh, all Disney related, of course. Um, because here at Mickey blog, we cover all things, Disney from the parks, to the streaming service, to the movies, to the company, to the cruise line and so much more. So we do hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope you check out some of our other episodes and of course, head over to MickeyBlog.com for all the latest Disney news on everything. Disney follow us all over social media. If you'd like, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, even Threads, the new social media app. I just found, I, I get off a cruise and there's a new social media app. Uh, but but either way, we want to thank you as always for your support. And we will catch you next Friday on the next edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. See you guys later. Bye.